Hey everyone, welcome to the Fizz Podcast, where we talk everything interior design, education, family, and owning it. I'm your host, Cynthia Soda, interior design professional, business owner, wife, and mom of four. Welcome to the Fizz Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Iman Stewart from Iman Stewart Design. And uh, today, we are going to be talking about how it's okay to F up. Welcome, Iman. <laughs> Thank you. Of course, I would, I would be on this one. I've had many F ups. <laughs> oh, hey, I didn't pick you because of any specific F up. You posted something on Instagram. No, for sure. I'd say I'm great for it. Uh, the other day I was scrolling through and I saw your spray come up and you just posted something and literally it even said it in text like okay that's up guys and I was like yeah that's what we're talking about yeah yeah I, I, I'm gonna see if I can go back to my highlands it highlights and print screen it so I can send it to you if you want to add it a part yes. of something let's yeah. do that that would be awesome so Mom, tell me a little bit about yourself and our listeners so they know who we're talking to and how awesome you are, and then we'll jump right into our chat. Thank you. Well, um, I'm Iman. I'm a designer in, based out of Toronto. I've done some projects in the Caribbean and the States, um, mainly Atlanta and Florida. Um, but in terms of what I do, I do residential and commercial design. Um I love them both equally. Now we're seeing much more of an influx in residential since people are at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm just, honestly, I don't even know what, everything else to tell you guys, but I'm just excited to be here. <laughs> and you have a shop. And you have a shop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yes. So I do interior design, residential and commercial. I also have an online platform called ID Style with another designer friend of mine. Um, we... Uh, we are going to be in TIDC. Well, we're already there. We're just renovating our space right now. Um, But our main focus for ID Style was to be able to bring pieces from other parts of the world. We have uh, products coming in from Ghana this month. And also next month, we have products coming in from Jamaica, some lighting and some wicker, some pretty interesting stuff. We just wanted to kind of continue the narration of design, especially in Canada, because we're so multicultural. We have so many different cultures. And we want to start showing that in the landscape of design so we're resourcing these pieces how can we incorporate these in within our home and not just have this bland canvas because all americans laugh at us laugh at us and say canadians know how to do a white wall so well so oh yeah yeah. we are like freaking pros at white walls but i feel like there's something uh, i don't know i love jumping into the joy of design and what makes really really joyful and happy like that's kind of what our brand centers around and so for me like yes white walls can be like a nice little canvas you still gotta you gotta add the spice like you gotta add the colors and i love i love that you're bringing um bringing that to the market it's like cooking Um, yeah exactly you can't cook without any salt peppers spices it tastes like that (laughs) we don't want that we don't have that. We want to be like, mmm, this is delicious. Oh, another one. Exactly. Let's pour more fizz for that. Yeah. <laughs> I love bubbly, by the way. So I love your, I love 
when I, I found you on Instagram probably like a while ago and I was like, Soda Pop, I loved the name. I was like, this is amazing. I'm a big fan of bubbly, like champagne. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to have to have a drink with her one day. That's going to have to be the thing. Maybe it's, uh, maybe that should be my gift. I never thought about that. Like, it's not bubbly, you know? I'll send because we've been doing things over COVID. This whole Say thing. that again? Because we've been doing, like, so much over this pandemic with our clients and trying to send, you know, their samples to them in the mail or whatever it is. Yep. Uh, I'm just sending, like, a little thing of Bubba Bubba if I'm sitting far away. And then I put a little note attached and I make it pop. Yes. <laughs> no, I think it's great. And, and you know, maybe you can even work with a winery. I live out by Stony Creek where there's so many wineries. So maybe you can do a little partnership oh, with God. Winery. Oh, that would that would give me being a person who um is a huge lightweight like terrible I can I cannot handle alcohol like, at all that would probably be opening me up making a shit a mistake <laughs> we don't so, know leading leading into that <laughs> we're here to today to talk about embracing mistakes and what your thoughts are on that. And maybe some mistakes along the way. Why is this yeah. a cool topic for you? What happens on the daily? What is this? <laughs> you know what it is? Is like we live in a society where we live in a society that's just so focused on perfection. And I understand. I've like I I feel like I even went into design because I had OCD. Like still yeah. have lingering remnants of it. Everything needs a space and a place, and we like to attain this high level of organization. Control and control right but the quote that i loved it says uh fear is sorry um perfection is fear dressed up and i felt like I, it hit hard because it's like wow it's true we kill ourselves to try to be this idea of what we think needs to be for instance yesterday's a perfect example i was supposed to see a client at 12 o'clock i originally said one but my contract was like no let's do 12 so i'm going around trying to please him meanwhile i have an eight month old i'm breastfeeding and i i'm kind of getting uncomfortable because i'm running late and i'm trying to be this perfect on-time designer and you know i got it together because it's a first new client and i just had to call them and i was like listen my gps is 12 45 i might be there at one He's like, oh, no problem. Thanks for calling. Like, but in my mind, I'm thinking he's not going to like me and I'm kind of freaking out. And it's like, he's actually like, just thanks for communicating. And that's something my husband always taught me is just communicate. Like if you can't do what you're saying or sorry, do what you said you want to do, just communicate that you can't. And people right. who really care about you will understand, like we're, we're not perfect beings and things mm -hmm. happen. So, um, that quote really, I was like, wow. I love that. Perfection is fear dressed up. Mm -hmm. That's uh, hot damn. Yeah, no, that one's pretty good. I um, I I am guilty. I am guilty. I'm, I I feel like we find a lot of us though in this industry. We're in a service industry with people all the time. All we want is to make people happy, and it yeah. would make sense if they care if they like us back. We of course want them to like us back. We of course yeah. want these people to be happy and happy with us yes and yeah being perfect has been something for me that um, or striving for perfection this is right. for me that i've been dealing with since i was very very young right um, and it's I hard to it's, it's impossible to attain i used to i used to tell my teacher when he gives like 
98 on something. I'd be like, well, where was the Where did I lose the Right. <laughs> the 98 that I It was, how could I have not, like, how could I have done any better? And my argument with him, in kind of like my own picky way, was like, well, like, I'm not, if, if there's something I could have done better, then I'm not learning anything. Like, yeah. It's enough because I can't give you that. I'm like, well, what can I do to get percent That's the top, the top, or whatever, though. What the heck are those things? The top 40 racers. Oh, the top 40 racers. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Give me my like, I don't know why it was so important to me. <laughs> it totally is. I hold it to a standard. Yep. Yep. And then it just, it like kills you inside. It's like, I think even like I, my friend was talking about something called like imposter syndrome. And it's like, I feel like that yeah. is like attached to that in some way. Yeah. Um, I did a podcast on that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, a hundred percent. I feel like that. Yeah. There's something probably inside that's telling you that you can't do it or that you shouldn't like that you won't do well at it so it's like not only am i gonna do well i'm gonna be perfect yeah yeah and it's almost like um i don't know it feels driven by fear and yeah have fear of, of not of coming up and, and proving that person right that maybe you weren't capable of it yeah yeah no it's it's true and like this it's you know what one thing i like to always tell people is um our biggest breakdowns can be our biggest breakthroughs so and i'm talking like shit show i'm not talking about oh i just had a bad day like some really hard moments whether you're dealing with something emotionally or whatever something big has happened in your life it actually gives you a chance to be a better person and i feel like our perception is so distorted of that where be like, oh, did you see that person? Or what's she going through? Or like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like out of a judgmental place where it's like, you don't even know what she's going through. Or this could be her biggest turning point. Um, right. Why are we so hard on each other for not doing a good job? Like, you know what I mean? Like, even yeah. with my staff, like if they mess up, I'm not going to be like, oh, what's your, like, you know, I'm going to be like, okay, so how are we going to fix it? Last week, I had a problem where on my, I normally uh, order all of like my plumbing fixtures for my clients, but my contractor did it because we were doing a project with a mill worker anyways. Right. So the client emails me and she's like, uh, these are not the right finishes. Why is in the bathroom with gold fixtures or brass, we have uh, chrome. I'm like, oh my God. I call my contractor and he was just like, it's okay. Like he was like, you know, we'll just order it again. Like, it's just, and it's yeah. like, that's what you need. You, and here I'm like, Oh my God, like, I don't want her to think this. And I've been doing this for years. How did I mess up something so small? But it's like, right. it's easy for things to happen. And maybe there was even a greater purpose for that to happen. You know what I mean? Like maybe down the road, like my, if my client's writing a review, she'd be like, you know what I really liked is when something went wrong, she was able to fix it quickly or problem solve or solution orientated, not blame, or, you know what I mean? Like those type right. of things, like, you have to see the bigger picture. We see it just from a very small angle from our own eyes, but we're not looking at it from a larger perspective. Yeah. I, I love that you said that you called the contract. Yes, I will just order another one. Like, <laughs> as simple as that being the reason for what it is. So now you know that like you don't have to catastrophize these issues when they come up because as you explained, even when you were running late or when you had when you ordered the wrong color, whatever it is. 
it's just it's not brain surgery. There's nobody's life at stake here. At the end of the day, just like you said, communicate it, and we're we all make mistakes and move forward. Um, yeah, I had I have a turning point in my career too, where I was asked um, to. It was like two weeks after I had had my fourth, and um, so doubling me is these little these little ones and my my fourth new baby and I had put together a presentation for a client who was a contractor who I did a lot of work with and um yeah he wanted to meet and I said okay well like I can meet you but my baby's gonna be there like I'm still, I'm still working out the schedule thing it's only been a couple of weeks and um he was like absolutely not no baby and me on my end I was like, instead of being like, okay, sorry, boundary, right? Instead of that, I was like, okay, uh, I'll make them happy. Um, I'll get some formula and I'll send it to my, I'll send my baby to my mom's place and uh, I'll do the presentation. Freaking knocked the presentation out of the park. I did it. I did all those things. I'm sorry if you can hear screaming in the background. Those aren't my kids. Those are the neighbors. Knocked <laughs> <laughs> the presentation out of the park. He was like, oh, I didn't realize you were such a ball player, like such a good team player, blah, blah, blah. And I'm getting that text, which should otherwise make me feel really happy about what I just did. And I'm holding my baby as she's nursing on my very painful breast at this point. Yep. Because um, it was a four-hour-long meeting, and I've never been away from her that long. And I'm just crying. Mm. I'm like, never again. <laughs> right. No, it's true. You have to set those. You have to set those boundaries because people just walk all over you. My husband has always taught me that he's like, yeah. he's like, you have a baby. Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? He's like, you have yeah. a baby. <laughs> you're not that you're a mom first. You're not. Yeah. But he's like, yeah. you have to put these boundaries in place. And and that's what I love about like um this the duality between men and women because women we have a completely different perspective from men and it's like if you if that's why we're supposed to come together but it's like if you come together you can see where you can use because your client is a right. man contractor so right. he should understand from about like he's a man men say yeah. no you know what i mean yeah. like oh no so he 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 understands that so it's like it's like we need that sometimes to teach us to put those boundaries in place because that's an opportunity for you to learn Right, exactly. And it was and that's where it was. It was only four years ago, almost just under four years ago now. And I look back and I'm like, that was a that was change maker for me. Yeah. Like I made a huge mistake by now letting this person think that when he says jump, I'm gonna say how high. And yes, to a certain degree we do that. I feel like we do that in our industry yeah. all the time. Like he wants to think it, let's figure it out, let's get it done. Right. But there's there's that when it's some kind of professional manner, and then when it's putting a different um, element or taking your family for granted that I just it did not sit well with me. Like this is the first thing I ever wanted to be was a mom when I was right, right. And this is your breakthrough. Like that was a breakthrough moment for you, where you teach other women teach other people about boundaries you know what I mean like that's a huge if you didn't have that you probably would be keep going and going and going yep oh yeah probably and that's the thing like I I look back and I think that person I think that person for keeping these boundaries yeah I otherwise probably would have just kept going and going like that energizer bunny you know yeah yeah like and then when you have a big burnout a, a big blow up people's like 
what's wrong with Cynthia? I don't know. Who have been performing on here for how long? Like, you guys don't even have any compassion. Yeah, I'm gonna set boundaries. Forget it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. And then suddenly you set the boundary, and they're like, "Oh, that's not with you. Like, you would have normally not done that." I'm like, okay. "Right." <laughs> what I was doing was not working. <laughs> right, right, right. What? And what are they gonna do? Drop the B word? Oh, she's oh, so yeah. <laughs> For sure. I like that's a that's a whole other conversation. You right. Like, just as soon as you're strong, you're suddenly. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, maybe if this was a late podcast, maybe we drop the be- the, the the swear words. <laughs> I think I already did. I'm pretty sure I already said at least one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm upstairs in my room right now. The kids are down on their computer screens. The door is closed. Nobody can hear me out here. Okay, perfect. Like, it didn't no, matter. I think about where the kids. <laughs> I'm pretty speaking of making because I'm pretty sure I've said some, some square words and that my, that my job, speaking of uh, making mistakes I've I've said some square words and I'm like, yeah, oh, here, like from the other room my kid will pop up and be like my hey! <laughs> <laughs> I know my daughter's like bad words bad words bad words I'm like yes yes <laughs> sorry sorry yeah okay sorry uh, moving on moving on um, I sent you a quote actually, and I'm looking at it because yes, I wanted to mention this too. So I'm reading a book called Persuasion by Arlene Dickinson. Yes, and um, in there I got to this page right before a podcast that says making mistakes is more honorable than attempting nothing difficult. Amen. And it was just like yes, and it says we teach mistakes from learning opportunities, but as adults, we tend to forget that lesson. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. how how I don't know, we're sitting on two sides of our mouth. We're telling our kid it's okay that you made this mistake. And then right. if they witness us make a mistake, it's like we act like the world is crumbling around us. Right. And what does that show them? It it, it shows them that we're saying one thing and doing something else. And that's hypocrisy and that's not good. You're absolutely right. right. It's almost like we hold ourselves at a higher standard once we grow up, right? It's like, well, you've grown yeah. up, so you made the mistakes when you were a kid. So now you're not allowed to make the mistake. Right. I feel like we have to be gentle with ourselves. You know what I mean? It's like the talk we tell ourselves inside our mind sometimes is not gentle where, you know, we might be gentle for some other one or some other people, but we're not for ourselves. And it's like, I always say like, how can I pull, pour from like something that I don't have? Like I have to be able to have, so I say selfful instead of selfish. Like I need to be yeah. selfful in order to pour into you. So I have to be gentle with myself and understand that. And, you know, we have to, have, we have to, we have to be gentle with ourselves. I think we're way too hard on ourselves. We're not our own best friend. That's absolutely true. There's a lot of times when I, I have been talking with my daughter um, who is 11 now. So she's at that age where, you know, you start paying attention to things like your body and your looks and how comparing yourselves to other people. And I can start to see some of that happening. And so we together made these little sticky notes and we stuck them on her mirror. And it's like, um, I am worthy. I am, I am happy. I am, um, I am kind. I am beautiful. Like all of these things. And we put them on her on her mirror and I try to remind herself like every time you look at that mirror you look at those things you That's see them to yourself and I'm like I don't even do that I feel like I gotta do that I feel like I got sometimes I look at my 
my friend just sent me these um, affirmations. I have enough. I do enough. I am enough. And it's true. Affirmations. It's like, we have to tell ourselves my, my business partner, Brenda, she's her full-time job. Is, well, she started as a social worker and then turned into her, her passion as design. And it was amazing because we always have these talks because as designers, I feel like we're therapists as well. And it's like, she'll talk about rough times and how we have to talk to ourselves. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like right when you're getting oh my god like a panic attack or depression or something anxiety's kicking it's like you have to literally just talk to yourself and say i'm fine i'm okay take deep breaths like be present at this moment i'll get through it it's like we have to talk to ourselves. we have to say these affirmations because who else is going to say it we're going to wait for somebody else when you know we should be able to do it ourselves yeah you have to be your own best friend absolutely and mm-hmm. I feel like there is that, um, it's something about making mistakes. And you mentioned earlier, even when something happens, when your staff makes a mistake or whatever it is. For me, I feel like if my staff makes a mistake, it's still my mistake. Right. Right. It's still my name on the door. It's still my mistake. So right. I have to catch myself because I find that because it's my mistake, mm-hmm. I have to be very careful that I'm not as hard on other people as I've been able to handle Mm -hmm. being hard on myself yeah for sure for sure right so I'm like so for me I feel like that conversation about remembering that these people aren't you right like they're not me not talking to me about taking this yes I took that kind of criticism in the past from whoever my superior was at the time when I worked for somebody else but this person that I'm dealing with now may not be able to handle that. Right. That's a great point. Well, it's, it's funny too, because I, I, I see it also as like a generational thing. I'm born in the late eighties. So I'm yeah. not, I'm, you know, I'm not too old, but like, it's like, we come from a different generation where like our bosses were talking to us in some crazy ways. Like yeah. I was like, I could never speak to us. <laughs> no. That's what I think back to that, and I'm like, if I said half the stuff that was said to me when I started out, my staff would have quit a long time ago. Like, yeah, I maybe it's a generational thing. Yeah, maybe. Yes. Yeah. But at the same it, time, I'm like, all right, it turned me into who I am. So, like, pop it out. I don't know. And- and I respect that too. Thank you for saying that. That's actually very important because just because a new generation might want to be spoken to a certain way doesn't mean that it always has to be that way because it's like, oh, thank you. Turned, right? No, I agree. I 100% agree because I have to say that turned me into such a better person. Like even certain cultures or certain ways, they might do something different. And over in the West, we'd be like, oh, I would never do that to my kids. Like, so for instance, yeah. I'll use a very uh, basic, I grew up with a German mother who would spank me with um, a spatula, a wooden spoon, like anything. My mom did not care. She, she did not care. Right. <laughs> Where people over here be like, how could you do that to your child? That's like child abuse. I'm like, but that made me a better person. I don't, I'm not mad at my mom for doing that. It didn't psychologically mess with me, but there's parents who are doing some psychological stuff to their kids. They're saying the most outrageous thing to their children and thinking, I don't spank her, but I'm able to use my words in such a horrible way. And that's supposed to be okay. I'm like, you're crazy. That's still verbal abuse. Like 
like it's, it's, it's too much. So it's yeah. like, sometimes I, I agree. It's like, I don't think that because they want to be spoken to like, Oh, everything's cool. Do what you want, man. Like you want, cause they live in a completely different society <laughs> where we grew up in. And it's like, I'm like, no, I actually have some traits that could help you become even better at what you're doing. Give you more grit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's okay. If someone it's wants okay. to talk to you harsh or abrupt, like that's how they feel. That's not, I don't have to, you know, I can take that and deal with it completely different. I know. And again, because I am that striving for perfection, I'm like, oh, okay, so how do I shift my language so that I can talk to this person in a way that's not going to make them want to just like quit on me because I'm hard or whatever. You know what it is? Like you start right. to have hands of fear. Right. That right. word that pops up again because you yeah. still want to make everybody happy, even if they're your staff and they're not making you happy. Like if yeah. something that your staff is doing, it's not making you happy or you're feeling like I, I told, let's say somebody's making a mistake and it's fine. You make a mistake mm-hmm. the first time we correct it. I show you where you went wrong. We fix it. You keep making that same mistake over and over and over again. Right. I don't know how to teach you anymore. So then right. you're going to get mad. No, but hundred percent. Cynthia, you're absolutely right. Because it's like, we've been here, done that. Like, what is, what is it? What can I do to help you to become better? Because I don't understand, like it's out of my capacity at this moment. Like what's going on? Right. Right. Exactly. And you don't want these people around you to feel like they're afraid to make a mistake around you. Right. Right. Because mistakes are fine, but you just can't be doing them like over. It's like, that's insane. The same ones. The same ones. Right. Get over it. Fix yourself up. <laughs> yes. I feel like um a lot of my striving for perfection falls in the, the vein of um of future telling. I don't know if this is something you can relate to. Oh, say that again? A future what? Future telling. Where if you try to predict a whole bunch of things that can go wrong, I feel like I do this all the time in our business. Oh. And then stop them in their tracks before they even happen. And then if it inevitably still does happen or something else happens, they just great point. Right. And then you're worried, you're getting, you're working yourself over, uh, over things that haven't even happened. I did that this morning. My husband, like he brought the baby out and I'm, I'm like, what? I looked at him and like, what is your problem? I'm trying to pump. I have to pump first. So, cause she just, she can suck it out fine, but the breast pump is not like her. So yeah. I'm like mad at him. I'm like, now the other kids are going to wake up cause she's crying. I'm like, now I'm like, I made this huge. Like, and then I, it didn't even happen like that. I calmed myself down. I said, let me stop. And then she was fine. She went back to sleep. And then ba- the other kids didn't wake up until like seven, like maybe nine or like eight, eight o'clock. So I was like, okay. You know, I had to stop myself though. I had to say, you know, just stop the noise, stop the future like you're you're cre- it's like you're creating your destiny now you're changing the course of action just through your words there's so much power in our words and getting back to what you're saying about your staff you want to make them happy but if you are happy inside it will radiate and they will feel the joy as well and they can choose if they want to accept it or not so they have to be responsible for themselves but you're right the future telling thing is it's like you're just now speaking things into the existence now that you might they might not serve you and that's what I say to my daughter I'm like does this serve you this is not yes. serving you. <laughs> Stop it. Oh my God. I love it. And that's the thing. I guess if you, if, if you're approaching every uh, working day with the expectation or every day in general, with the expectation that everything is going to go swimmingly all the time, right. then you're setting yourself up. Yeah, I know we do. Swimmingly. <laughs> um, then you're setting yourself up for failure. You're right. totally setting yourself up for failure. 
Yeah, it's almost like being a mom, I guess, has taught me, if nothing else, that I should be um, a little bit more open to getting messy. Yes. 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 And you know what, when you look at like actual, like the Arlene Dickinson's, like the big people who are in business, they are because they can handle a certain amount of pressure and they're problem solvers. They're able to turn the course of action and they're not freaking out when like, why are we in these positions of running these businesses? Well, it's because when something comes up, we're able to solve these problems. We're Mm -hmm. able to provide these jobs for these people because we are at that point. We can do that. You know, that's that's why we're here so we shouldn't be afraid to f up we shouldn't shouldn't i love that i love that you just wrapped it all up with like a nice little meat bowl like that at the end (laughs) very that was very beautiful of you thank you you. i i agree i agree 100 100 percent and and that's the same thing too with arlene and if you were to read that book um, persuasion what i found from her is she also wasn't afraid of of setting those boundaries and if she lost something, which we all inevitably do, we lose a job, we lose like that, whatever it is that we were trying to get, it's, it's okay. You just go back, you dissect what, what went wrong, what right. you could have done differently. And sometimes it's nothing. Right. Sometimes you could do nothing. Sometimes it's just not the right time. Like you might need to go through a few more lessons to make you strong. A perfect example of this is um, before, like, so in 2020, my husband and I, we were in uh florida because he works in the states he's a music he's a musician he performs so we were getting ready for his tour we're in the states i'm like okay like let me just test the market here i could i'm we were looking at between florida and georgia what what could i do for design let me start building contacts connecting with people i was so appalled though i could I, i didn't like it i was just like i'm not ready for this market so when we came back for my daughter's birthday and to file taxes, 2020, we got stuck here. So we've been here since then because we're normally in Jamaica in the summer, I mean, the winter times. So I looked at my husband the other day and I said, to tell you the truth, like I could now go to the States. I could do it now because I went through a year of building my business more, learning more about myself, learning how to handle these issues. I was not ready to deal with that American market at that moment. Now I feel like I have so much more of a grip on it because of just the lessons I had to go through the past 365 to be able to feel comfortable. So sometimes it's just not the right time. And it's like, honor yourself that it's not the right time. There's seasons. We have spring, summer, fall, and winter. Like for what? There's reasons. (laughs) Yes, exactly. My husband sent me a quote because I always will be that person that will try to be like, oh, I didn't get that. Like, I'm not supposed to get every job, okay? Like, I'm not the rock. I'm not supposed to be in every movie, okay? But I love that he said that to you. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, like, it was everything. Um, but yeah, it was like, I mean, Matt will send me, my husband, he'll send me, he gives me this little meme, and it's a picture of Captain Picard, which, I mean, I'm not, I don't know Star Trek or Star Wars and all that stuff. I became a geek from knowing and being married to one. Um, but he sent me a quote, and it was like, it is possible to commit no mistake and still lose. That is not a weakness. That is life. Thank you. Simple. Right. And it's so simple. It's like we're just overcomplicating things by adding all these extra spices that don't need to be there. Yeah, all the extra spices. See, you just need right around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been so much fun. I feel like I could talk to you all day. This was no. so 
something else. It was great. We're going to have to do another one. Like, I feel like as I continue to grow through my career, I got some great stories from some big F ups. I just can't speak about them because they're legal. <laughs> okay. Well, let's wait. We'll, we'll put a pin in that one and save that for later. And right now, I want you to tell everybody, if you don't mind, please tell everybody who's listening where they can find you and if they have any questions or where to send them and um, we'll knock it out. Yeah, for sure. So you can reach me at imonstuart.com, www.imonstuart.com, or you can go on IG, which is at imonstuart inc. I have Facebook, but I hardly go on. I just like marketplace. <laughs> <Some Yeah>. design- <laughs> <Cabbage> <laughs> <market>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and, yeah, you could just email us at info at if you have any questions. <laughs> awesome. And if you have any questions, you can send them also to me at info at sodapopdesign.ca. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to seeing you guys back here again. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Please join us next time on the Fizz Podcast, and make sure to subscribe to get all future episodes as they drop. Hit the like button in iTunes, and leave a comment. Until next time.